Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Keegan. And today we have a guest speaker and awesome person, and that would be Carly Smith. Hi. Uh, so you sent me a paper, a little bit of a theory of yours. Uh, you want to mm -hmm. share on that real quick? So I, to start off, I'm a medium. Okay. And I work in the spiritual community here in Amarillo, Texas. And I receive downloads all the time. Mm. Uh, visions, however you'd like to call them. Uh -huh. um, I received this particle theory, which is a fraction of the actual information okay. that is comprised of like the structure of the universe, basically. Uh -huh. Um. So yeah, that's kind of <laughs> fair enough. Uh, do you think that Amarillo is like the best spot to really do uh all that? Just and I'm asking just because I know that Amarillo is like the Bible Belt, like belt buckle, uh, mm -hmm. and. I just find it great that there's actually someone there that is into this. And I know I am myself. And so it's really good to actually see that kind of uh, community be there, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. There's actually a lot of us here. Oh. Um, we do house clearings, uh, Reiki a lot of people do card readings and stuff it's it's pretty prominent actually well in my social circle anyway <laughs> i was about to say i just kind of lived underneath a rock so that makes sense and see uh my own deck yeah yeah <laughs> i have a whole like vintage chain case like right here Ooh. and she's oh wow parts. <laughs> how many decks do you got um i want to say under 20 <laughs> so i also have some up at my office like just in case fair enough um so with this particle theory of yours oh by the way i like the plants in the background i have <laughs> 62 house plants what's it 62 like 62 yeah yeah do they all have names um yes and no they don't i i talk with my plants and they don't always agree with what i call them <laughs> they're very opinionated but it's allowed here i feel that uh i need to go get my house plant his name is edgar he's a raven zz uh thought the name was a little funny. nice i want one of those so bad they're really cool i like it a lot um but real quick on that particle theory whenever you say you kind of got it downloaded uh how would you say to the layman like what that feels like if that makes sense right so i'm a clairvoyant mm -hmm. and uh the clairs, there are seven different kinds. So you can use like your different senses. Oh, okay. So I'm also clairsentient. I'm a slightly clairaudient. Um, I also have claircognizance, but clairvoyance is my biggest one. So basically, if you can picture what you had for breakfast that day or what somebody's face looks like during a traumatic event like like and you can see that very clearly in your head mm -hmm. that's basically how I get my stuff a lot of people uh -huh. confuse it as being their imagination and uh -huh. it kind of goes hand in hand so huh yeah okay uh so you got the picture of the flower of life correct yes and uh, you actually uh, correlated it with uh, nuclei, essentially, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Was there a specific one that you were looking at, like a specific molecule, or was that just a uh, carbon? Really, carbon is a huge one. Um, huh. so the way that I see it is with the flower of life there's like petals and like the little in between triangle looking shapes uh-huh. and from what i received from this message was that hold on i have to like translate <laughs> the images um, you're good basically like all of our molecules are held within those petals and those little triangle shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever we kind of travel through those, uh, you saw the Mario uh, <laughs> deal. So basically when this flower of life is turned into like a 3D form, whenever you play Mario you're traveling through a flat screen Uh not him moving um so like whenever we move through this three-dimensional grid to me is like the flower of life Mm three-dimensional on a very small but very grandiose level um we have existence Mm -hmm. and there's different layers to that it goes along with sacred geometry um and it's like layered on top of each other but so that's when i say like that this is a very small fraction of the big picture Uh um me understanding this picture is very like exciting (laughs) because i have like this new puzzle piece Oh, that's a good to me new. Yeah, I mean, technically, uh, everything is new, right? Because nothing is extremely static and, uh, kind of like what you were saying, extremely small, but also extremely grandiose. It makes me think of that term as above, so below. Um, and it also makes me think of like the earth as its own organism because that's kind of what we associate it with and a lot of people don't even seem to realize they do that because we call it mother earth or mother nature and so we're our perception is that we're giving life to something that we don't understand but at the same time it's kind of like uh in the sense that magic uh from a technological standpoint, it's just technology we don't understand, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I feel like... No, I was literally having that conversation yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, but that's the thing, is that we are always trying to make sense of stuff. And I think it's kind of like that saying, we are the universe experiencing itself. And... Yeah. And so I think you getting that understanding of a new puzzle piece to work with is going to play into someone else's understanding and then y'all build with each other, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where the collective comes in. Oh, the collective consciousness, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where whatever. I'm here expressing all of this to you mm-hmm. so that your listeners can hear it sparks it like a, a thought, uh-huh. if not plants a seed for thought later. Okay. And so then everyone, it's not necessarily hive mind or mob mentality, but it's mm-hmm. like uh, getting the world's best encyclopedia, right? Just everyone kind of pulls on it it's almost like the whole uh everyone knows like what an android or robot is or uh as it was recently told to me vampires uh like it became part of our collectiveness is that a lot of people view vampires nowadays as something 
sexy and mysterious and like supernatural but all natural at the same time and it just makes people like drawn to it but it became a collective thought that everyone associates vampires with those attributes uh and so with your flower of life uh where do you see yourself in that flower um if that makes sense so i feel like yeah yeah so when we're conceived Mm -hmm. that structure of like cell division is life being born if Uh that makes sense Uh so we start off on this grid and we named like we're there for the rest of our existence this is kind of like how you would express the term of like the universe experiencing itself uh-huh. it's like it gives life to itself so that it can experience itself um so whenever you say that i have this visual of me with all of the lines outside of the petals like Uh outside of that negative space that to me when i see it is frequency um and i know there's a term for like frequency Mm, i forget what it's called uh where you lit like where you can make images of sound oh um no man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> uh let me Google it. Uh yeah. <laughs> so when when we're on that that plane of existence starting out from the conceiving point, we start to divide into those cells and everything, and we're on this like everlasting road to cell division and Uh so like as we age our cells change and grow and like kind of shed and grow up like grow new cells and like new cells sorry oh you're good um like our bodies are ever changing and everything Mm -hmm. and also decaying at the same time (laughs) so like we're being slow baked over the course of like 80 years um and that has like an effect on our molecules mm-hmm. um and so whenever we go through this grid like today i did a house clearing and i do this thing called transmogrification and that is changing something by the means of magic uh-huh. um And basically what I do is I strip those petals and I gather the energy through like energy manipulation Mm -hmm. where like you kind of bring it all in one spot and I transmogrify those into neutral uh, particles basically because you can't destroy or create energy. Correct. So whenever you neutralize them, it can be used for something else. So I see it as me stripping these petals because if I'm walking right here in this spot, there has to be like a residue left behind in those petals. Uh So when we experience residual energy, it can become like something of a haunting, traumatic, Mm -hmm. like things happening and or in apartment complexes like I did today. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of energy in and out of those places. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, with the hauntings, I have plenty of experiences myself. And it, like, you put it really well because that energy, like, traumatic events, those are high-energy uh situations and feelings and oh hi cat this is Nancy <laughs> she's all behold me <laughs> uh but yeah you sit there and you leave an imprint 
And so mm -hmm. it sounds like a, a more scientific look at it would be you're taking cells and you're essentially creating stem cells uh, because mm -hmm. those stem cells can become whatever they need to. And so that's kind of what you're doing in a sense, if we're going to look at it from a organic standpoint so that it's a little bit more understandable because a lot of people, like you said, can't really picture the stuff that we can't like physically touch and see. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I think that's where uh, people like you really come into handy with our worldview, like you said, with our collective, because then we get a perception that is different from ours and we can relate it back to ourselves and at the same time back out, if that makes sense. No, yeah. It's like creating a tangible way to digest that for everybody else so that they can take it and learn it in the way that they they learn because everybody learns in a different way just like everybody has a different clare <laughs> yes uh that's one thing i really hate about our public teaching is that everyone has to learn oh, it's the same the way. whole western thing oh yeah. yeah it's terrible uh someone actually was like you know our education is like way low and it, they turned out to uh, say that like in Japan, they teach critical thinking. They don't mm -hmm. teach regurgitation of facts because uh, they want to keep us in a worker state. They don't want thinkers. Yeah. They want workers. So well, yeah, I'm, I was like the whole capitalism <laughs> system, they just want workers. They don't want us to like know our power because mm -hmm. then they wouldn't be in control. Exactly. Like, we wouldn't be these worker bees that they can just manipulate. But that's a whole other conversation. Uh, <laughs> it also has to do with, like, mental health. Yes. Because people put it on the back burner because they think that all they need to do is live, work, and die. Yep. But, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I can cuss, but... <laughs> it's okay. I'll find it. I can edit it. It's all good. <laughs> um but essentially i think one of the things is that i don't know if this is all western either so correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like a lot of people want instant gratification instant satisfaction for things that they do and so with physical things you can get that you can go oh hey i have money i just went and bought a fancy new car Whenever really all that car is a status symbol and a drain on resources. And mm -hmm. instead, you could actually go volunteer your time. And you may not see the fruits of your labor, but you're impacting someone's life, right? And so you're still mm -hmm. putting good out. But because you don't get that instant little dopamine rush, it makes people kind of advertent to it because they don't reap the benefits right away. Does that sound about right? Well, so, no, yeah, I'm a Reiki practitioner. Um, I work on people, and I love yoinking the little divide that capitalism puts into them. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, then they can be whole and realize that they've been whole the whole time. But the, the uh, dissociation of having to go to work all the time becomes, like, a permanent part of us, mm -hmm. not actually but like temporarily yeah until you realize that it's there and so when i'm doing this work on people in a way i do get instant gratification because i can see relief uh -huh. but then other times i i always warn people that this is not for the faint of heart because <laughs> not everybody steps out of that comfort zone of being surrounded by material objects which i'm i'm a maximalist but, like, also, like, I try and get everything from, like, the thrift store and, like, places that, like, don't encourage more things to be made. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I love buying secondhand, and that's just, like, me. 
Um, Technology is a little different. I love opening a new box, but you know, I live in capitalist America. <laughs> like, yeah. like we're kind of conditioned to want that new shiny thing, and that kind of goes back into that. Yeah, and I feel that, like you said, it can really affect someone's mental state uh, because whenever we're just sitting there and it's just go, 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 and you're not actually taking time to experience life, to take things in, to also love yourself, care for yourself, and all this other stuff that just eventually compounds and becomes this, like, spiritual tumor, uh, I guess is a good way to put it. And so you're, like, going in there, and you're going, like, ah, cut out that little spiritual tumor, and it opens up a gateway that people go, oh, hey, I forgot what it's like to experience life. And I think that's why a lot of people are actually searching for that childhood wonder that they used to have. It kind of got sucked out of them because you're 18. Welcome to the workforce. Your life's over. Right? And, uh, I mean, would it seem right to say that some people are free-spirited? Like, they're born, and no matter what you do to them, they're always going to be quote-unquote rebellious. Yeah, I mean, that's like the strong-willed child, though. It's a book. It's really good. I have a four-year-old, and she's an Aries, and we have such a toxic relationship because I'm a Taurus, (laughs) and I'm constantly trying to ground her because she's she gets very manic, and I try and, like, talk her through it and everything and reground her, but she burns those roots right up. So it's a constant battle, <laughs> but like I'm I'm raising her in the sense that she can be herself. She can be chaotic and crazy. All I ask of her is that she mind me whenever we're like out in public, because uh, mom guilt is a thing and it's a whole thing. And I do not see that child's personality in any way dwindling. Um, by my hand, at least. <laughs> so. But is personality a bad thing, though? No, it's not. I want her to have personality. I want her to critically think about things. Because, like, I don't want her to be this... Like, I know for sure she has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tries to give my kid medicine for that and not let her stand up at a desk or something because she just needs to stand up and move around... Mm-hmm. like I'm sorry but we're gonna have some words <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing though I I think a lot of people especially the ones that were forced into the workforce uh, I think they're always the ones that are trying to raise the next generation better um, because mm-hmm. that is our perceivable future is the younger generation. So we have to help shape and mold them. And I think mm-hmm. changing our mental health collective is a big part in that, is raising the kids better than you were raised, helped break those generational curses, if you will. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh so for those that don't know, uh, could you explain generational curses as you understand them? So in a way that's like simply explained, we have cycles that happen over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Like, for example, mom and dad have kids super young because it's all they want. They want intimacy. They wanted mm-hmm. this. And so they're not taught how to like do things safely Uh so they end up having a kid dad has to go to work mom either has to go to work or stay home somewhere in there somebody starts doing drugs because they want to deal with the fact that they have to do this mind-numbing task day after day Mm -hmm. and so 
whenever we get into that cycle, there's a level of abuse, there's a level of self-neglect, there's a level of external neglect, and that becomes a cycle of generation after generation of this just happening. Mm -hmm. And like for me personally, I stepped away. I mean, I had my fun, don't get me wrong. (laughs) But like, you know, both my parents were on drugs and I didn't want my kid to feel that level of abandonment. Uh And like, I want her to, she's going to have issues in this life. We're here to figure shit out. It's just a part of it. But I'm not going to let that be one of the things that she has to deal with. And so for me, that's me cutting that generational curse of neglect and abandonment and um, stuff like that. So if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And And then there's like more heavily spiritual generational curses, but that's like a little more witchy of a subject. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is an open platform. The podcast is open. So if you feel like going Um, into that, because anything that could be considered quote unquote a curse can be, well, negatively affecting someone, right? Right. So I do have an example actually that's coming to mind. Okay. So I know somebody who their little girl sees a lady Mm -hmm. and, you know, kids are super perceptive to um, different planes of existence. Mm -hmm. Um, Very beautiful woman, long hair, native, um, but she also has another form that she sees. She gets very scary and like crooked and everything. Yes. She made a deal to become a shapeshifter. And this is uh, like a skinwalker kind of thing. Like, um, didn't say that out loud. <laughs> but, um, like, she traded generations of safety spiritually to have that power Hmm. so in order for them to be free from that image and be able to set this person free selflessly and not be like harboring any type of resentment of that ancestor Mm -hmm. um simply like cutting that tie and setting that person free ends that generational curse Okay, very interesting. One of millions of of examples. (laughs) (laughs) I think that list would probably be infinite, I'm sure. Story. I don't know if I want to actually put it on the radio, (laughs) but it is something that uh, I'll have to tell you about because other people are like, oh, like, no. And I'm like, I know what I saw. So, yeah. it's safe to say that, yeah, I'm surprised I'm here, and I didn't even realize it until after the fact, because I was just in the moment, I was like, oh man, those eyes are pretty cool, and then later I was like, oh, wait a minute, and <laughs> once I tell you the story, it'll make sense, but how, like, I don't, I don't know, anyways, uh, <laughs> um, so with all of that, man, there was something, uh, it wasn't a tangent, it was going to go back to something, it might come back, that train is probably... Oh yeah, we were talking about, like, generational curses, and, Mm -hmm. like, the, uh, train of, like, capitalism, and how that's um, a cycle. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so whenever we're looking at ourself, um, and how you're saying that flower of life kind of comes into play with everything, uh, mm-hmm. and with that saying, as above, so below, uh, there's something that other people know it as the law of attraction, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will, right? Uh, what you put out is what you get 
in. And so mm-hmm. what you put in is also what you put out, correct? Mm-hmm. So do you think that for some people uh, that just change your mindset really works on them or do you think it does it? So I, I think that our thoughts can kill. Ooh. Like I think the things that we think about alone mm-hmm. can really put us into this like it, okay so like your cells they are affected mm. by your thoughts when our cells affect the grid it's like it tampers with that vibration um oh. so with the black lines of the petals and everything uh-huh. that to me from what i understood and totally like theoretical <laughs> um but that to me is the vibration of um, authentic love. Huh. And whenever we have these feelings of anger, resentment, um, which totally stem from like a core emotion, it's just built up into like this like rage. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, once we get to that point, if we don't pull that pulpit out, mm-hmm. It, it continues to affect us. So if I'm angry about something, everything that I encounter is just going to enrage me more. Uh, Does that make sense? And yeah. so whenever we go to the store and we encounter somebody who is also angry, it makes you think. Uh, like, it makes you think, like, did I attract this person that is also angry and we both have like this simultaneous thing of I need to go to the store. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's that saying? Coincidence. Some people say that the universe is rarely that lazy and some people say there is no such thing. Because... No, yeah. I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of synchronicities in my life that make me go, yeah, I don't think that was coincidence but that's also mm-hmm. my beliefs my truths if you will and uh so whenever you're saying you're angry at something and it just gets worse and uh it's kind of like having a splinter that you never really get out either it festers or your body starts to reject it and push itself out right uh, mm-hmm. So, do you think some of those negative mindsets actually can? Okay, so not the negative mindself itself, but something on the inside that authentic love you were talking about. Do you think that that can push out the anger by itself, or is there? I think that. How do I put that? however you want to put it <laughs> i know i have like so with me being clairvoyant uh-huh. um i have images and i translate it into words uh-huh. and that's why like i'm kind of clear audience because i will he- hear something in my visual center <laughs> like okay. it's like like uh tele like tele teleprompter what is it called yeah yeah uh... Well, um, oh. but with images. Oh, uh, not like it's like telepath, but different. uh, yeah, or it's like where you talk to somebody via thought. Oh. Um, isn't that no? Uh, oh, uh, I know. Ex- oh, it's okay. like telepathic conversations. Yeah, there's there is a different yeah. word. I can't even think of it right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. So, um, dang, what did you ask me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything started going so fast. <laughs> Whenever you have that anger, uh, and it's like a splinter, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, I think that we're here to like learn these lessons 
sometimes they're really shitty lessons and it's like holy fuck why do i have to go through that <laughs> sorry uh, you're good you're good but um pushing out this thorn is sometimes does it on its own mm-hmm. through those life lessons but when it comes to us removing those ourselves you have to acknowledge that it's there oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah i see exactly what you're saying and uh i think uh a lot of people are not going to like hearing that because it's one of those hard truths right yeah <laughs> i'm i'm a bottle of hard pills to swallow <laughs> but you're entirely right because uh like whenever i was going through nehemiah uh it was if i don't recognize that there is something wrong i can't fix it and Mm -hmm. the thing is a lot of people don't want to like go through that they don't want to sit there and say like oh there's a problem with me because it's everyone else everyone else is the problem well yeah that's that's blame shifting though it is um and one of the things that really sticks out those you said it takes that hard lesson to push it out it's kind of like the universe at that point knows like hey bud um you're kind of being a jerk for a little bit too long like here's a little nudge Mm -hmm. to like get the out (laughs) but yeah but sometimes they just get super irritated Mm. and they're just like why does all this keep happening to me Uh when a lot of the time it's like they'll try and venture outward and be like, this is everybody else's fault. Uh-huh. But as soon as like, I get that mindset, I'm like, wait, hold up. What's happening within me? Uh-huh. Because I need to like do some identification and do some sorting with how I'm feeling and kind of really pinpoint where this thorn is. Cause people will go. So I keep thinking of Futurama <laughs> <laughs> where they're in the council of robots and like fry lila and amy i think they're hiding in this giant robot's leg and he's like my leg feels funny (laughs) and then like like you're just like going through life with your leg feeling funny and you're just like like my leg feels funny but my legs always felt funny Uh uh-huh so until it like falls out and you're like my life feels better (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of the time people just go with that pain Mm -hmm. and don't realize that there's an existence without that pain yep uh it's kind of like having a toothache for too long you just forget what it was like to not have a toothache or like when you're sick and stuffed up yep like you forget what it's like to breathe normally. Uh huh. That's why the first day after not being sick just feels so great because it's like, oh hey, like I'm not sick, woohoo! But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I mean, I got the sniffles now too. Like, I know my nose got all itchy. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> so with that whole my leg feels funny kind of thing and that blame shifting uh i and this is just a little bit of a perception that or uh maybe not a belief but an opinion that can be like changed uh with proper like other perspectives and whatnot but that whole saying of getting outside of yourself right it's in my opinion it's kind of like you taking your mental eyes and going all right you're over here now and so you can actually see yourself from a different perspective you can see (laughs) the part that maybe is needing to be worked on or maybe you go you have that epiphany like oh that's what's wrong like I forgot that I was dealing with this issue because I just buried it so far down that I'm standing on it. And then 
whenever you step off of it, it just kind of like moves its way back up, kind of like that splinter pushing itself out from the body. Uh, you get mm -hmm. out of the way of the problem and you can see the problem, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and also I'm having this visual. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it ties in, but <laughs> I'm going to express it. Go for it. So imagine like being in water mm -hmm. and you're submerged. You can't really tell where the surface is. Um, it's kind of dark the moon's out so like there's some type of light but like not really uh -huh. um something that i've always done to let that come up is to breathe out hmm. because when we breathe out we let those bubbles come out mm. um and through breath work i've been able to really get to the bottom of where that splinter is where that you know like that uh -huh that issue is really yeah. i i really like that because yeah uh breath work is something uh, that issue is really yeah. i i really like that because yeah uh breath work is something that i like to do and it does help it does change my mental state especially in the moment um, mm -hmm. and, uh, what is it? It's, uh, the diaphragm is one of the only smooth muscles that we can go, oh, I want to control you real quick. And then you tell someone, oh, <laughs> hey, you're now in control and conscious of your breathing. And everyone's like, <gasps> I know, right? Well, but like whenever you let that bubble go, it goes to the surface uh -huh. and you're like, oh, that's where I can go. And you start yep. going. Uh, reminds me of if you're caught in an avalanche, uh, they say to spit. Mm -hmm. To spit, yeah. Yep, because then, oh, that's down. So you want to do the opposite of down. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, what was it? I'm sorry, my brain just goes like, oh, hey, that's... No, actually, like in, in Native culture, um, a lot of the times you'll see people spit Mm -hmm. because they're letting go of an angry thought or like oh. does that make sense yeah and uh it's one of those like you associate something with something tangible kind of like we were talking mm -hmm. earlier so it's i have this and now i spit and so there it goes right mm -hmm. uh what is it uh Actions follow thought, I think is the saying. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think a lot of people... Okay, here's a question. With people and their mindset, uh, do you think their actual physical actions impact themselves more than they really think? Or do you think that it's something on the subconscious level that's driving their actions that oh i okay yeah you get what i'm saying so, yeah yeah <laughs> so i heard something the other day that was like no thought is criminal but your action there are actions that are criminal mm -hmm. so whenever we do something that is like from an outside perspective very clearly coming from childhood traumas and like stuff like that mm -hmm. that's a generational curse that is like a generational curse that could start and stop with you uh. um it doesn't have to be like this forever down the line kind of mm -hmm. thing uh but whenever we do things it's again realizing that you're doing it and being able to not change the past actions because we can't do that uh -huh. but changing your actions forward and becoming this living amendment of i'm not going to do that again because i did that before uh -huh. and that was a very unhealed action uh. that makes does that answer your question it does it does um 
And I don't know if. Oh, uh, ooh, hang on. I'm going to go grab my water. I forgot it. All right, go for it. So, uh, the tarot, right? Uh, have you heard of, uh, the Dreams of Gaia deck? No, I haven't. Oh, it's super, super pretty, and it's not your average deck, either. So, I'm going to read the back of the box real quick, just so it kind of prefaces, uh, some of the cards. Because, uh, I use this one for introspection all the time. Uh, and it is, okay, the box says, The philosophy of the dreams of Gaia Tarot is simple. To seek, to feel, to grow, to heal. It will strengthen your connection to your divine self whilst helping you identify and heal past experiences that hold you back from living to your fullest potential. So, um, <laughs> it's a bunch. Oh, you're good. Um, so there's, I think, a few more cards in this deck, but there's one that its meaning is, uh, I forget which one it is off the top. I think it's in the Major Arcana, but it is talking about all actions have a reaction. And so there's the past that you have to accept because a lot of us, we want to change that past, but we have to accept the action that we you have to accept because a lot of us, we want to change that past, but we have to accept the action that we did and the reaction that we're going to get from it. Uh, and so... With that, my question is, do you think a lot of people are not necessarily blame-shifting, but that they are actually regretting the actions that they did, or do you think they're just mad at the reaction that they got? I think it's a mixture. You think it's a mixture? Mm-hmm. What would you say is the best remedy for that, if there is a best one so living amendments one thing Ooh, i like that one i think that whenever you're like i didn't spend enough time with this person and now they're gone or i wasn't kind enough to this person and now they're gone like for me for example i feel like i've been a, a stinky friend before like i've not i've not been the most healed version of myself at all times in the mm -hmm. past and so moving forward i really want to make a conscious effort to be a better friend to be a better person mm -hmm. because the people in my life that i hold dear they're in my ecosystem <laughs> like i like people are like oh you're a snack and i'm just like i'm sorry honey i'm a whole garden <laughs> If you come over here with, like, your Japanese beetle-infested boots, I'm going to whoop some tail. Because that affects my ecosystem. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm very protective of the people I care about. And I want them to know that they're important because I've not made people feel important before. Mm -hmm. And so whenever somebody's in my life and they're like, hey do this podcast with me or hey i'm having a hard time with suicidal ideation or whatever i'm like let's talk about it mm -hmm. because like i want to be there as best of my abilities that i can be um and that's just kind of one of my living amendments to be there for people in the ways that i haven't been in the past I can't change any of it. I have to live with 
being not a great friend, but I can move forward. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not going to stay stuck in that thought. I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, that was not really cool of me. Um, but I'm going to be better. And consciously making that effort makes your little vibration <laughs> go better. And so you attract people that are willing to work with you mm-hmm. and not people that are just going to be, have the reaction of when you're offering this communication and them being like, I don't want to talk about stuff. I just want you to do what I want you to do. Uh-huh. Um, that's a reaction that people have. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay um sorry i've had like a feedback in my headphones that's why one of my ears was like oh no um, uncovered but oh. i've just been dealing with it <laughs> oh you're good i'm just trying to make sure. but it cut off so i was like am i cut off <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I may have messed up a setting, but it's okay, because... No, it's fine. It's it's going to work. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I think that making those living amendments is a really good way to go about not staying in that unhealed state, being mm-hmm. able to unlearn, unpack, and relearn new habits of a way of being, you know? Mm-hmm. And I liked how you said relearn, because mm-hmm. you're actually. We doing can't leave something. nothing there. <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of trouble comes in, uh, in my experience. Um, and whenever you're saying making those living amends, do like with step work for the AA book, uh, for mm-hmm. example, a lot of that stuff is outward. Uh, like your step 10 is keeping a daily inventory but essentially what it's kind of saying is like where did you mess up what could have you done better and like that's a good mindset don't get me wrong but I think that there's missing just one little part it's patting yourself Mm -hmm. on the back for saying hey like I had this happen and I reacted in this way and old me would have done this so, uh, one of the other things is making amends to other people. I've found that I have to make amends to myself just as much. And I think a lot of people don't yeah. actually do that. And I think it's hard to do, too. And I think that's why people don't do it to themselves. Because either it's from, uh, I don't deserve it, or they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to accept it. And they don't know how to give it to themselves, either because they weren't taught, they were never even aware that, ooh, I can forgive myself, I can love myself, I can receive Mm -hmm. compliments, I can receive constructive criticism, stuff like that. But forgiveness is, especially self-forgiveness, is big. It is for me, but I think that's what holds some people in a state that they don't want to be in and they don't know how to get out. Uh, but So small example, uh-huh. I wanted to do ballet when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I was impoverished. We did not have money for that. Um, and so instead of giving me like a sport or something to do, I was given hot Cheetos. I love hot Cheetos. They're unfortunately like a cigarette to me, though. Um, I had such an unhealthy way of eating because I was like, I feel bad. I'm going to go get a bag of chips. Um, There is a red dye number four in there or 40, whatever. Uh And it is so awful for people like me with ADHD. It makes me buzz. It makes me, yes. Um, that's a whole thing. Like all of the dyes and everything I tend to stay away from because of how it affects us physically. Um, especially if you eat a whole bag of chips like I do, instead of having the recommended serving size. 
uh, recommendation. <laughs> so I've had like this unhealthy way of eating for years and years and years. Uh-huh. And now, like, I hardly even eat meat unless I can do like my little ritual thing of like thanking the meat and blah blah blah. <laughs> but like, you know, I had to forgive myself for punishing myself mm. for feeling. Um, and now I have a better grasp of a relationship with food and feeling grateful that I get to eat and that like you know mother nature provides like these beautiful vegetables and it's just like so mind-boggling because you can have like this whole plethora of things that she just provides naturally and it has like everything that you need and if you're allergic to one of these other things something else has to have it (laughs) you know So re restructuring my relationship with food and forgiving myself for being so awful to my body for years. Mm -hmm. Um, And same thing with substances. Like I had one substance that I really, really liked for like three years. And I didn't even know that it was a problem until it was a problem. And then I got pregnant and I was like, oh, that was a really big problem. Oh, no. So, you know, forgiving myself for being neglectful to my body for like that was a really big part of my spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. So what, do you hear that? That was weird. Little buzz. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would some advice be for those that are having a hard time forgiving themselves or uh, someone that is stuck in a place and they want to get out or they're just feeling angry all the time like essentially recognize it recognize it Mm -hmm. okay that's like literally the first step like recognizing that there is an issue and going from there is up to them so i specialize as a reiki practitioner in helping people going from like seeing something like this close and being like this doesn't even make sense this is fucking stupid (laughs) to like where they can back up and be like oh that's a picture that's a whole thing (laughs) um And so that whenever they want to move forward, it is not this daunting task because they can realize where they actually are, if that makes sense. So having the options laid out is is like where I like to be because some of my, my colleagues are like, like future, this is going to happen and all of that. I'm like, no, we need to figure out what's going on right now. <laughs> but that's just like my specialty. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job because we need more people like you in this world. So. Thanks. And I love waking people up. I love what I do. It is hard and it is taxing physically, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. But as long as I take care of myself and my ecosystem, I can still do that. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. funny, that little test I was doing earlier, I was talking about being genuine, honest, true, and loving to yourself, and first and foremost, and your sanity and everything else will follow. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, but man like I am excited to see what you do uh, in the future and you are an amazing friend so I want to congratulate you on doing those amends of sorts or living amends if you so want it to be put that way um and I can't thank you enough, and I know that all the listeners are going to get some great little snippets and just seeds planted in them, and 
You may never know. Mm -hmm. I may never know. But who knows? Maybe, just maybe, there's going to be a few people out there that change the whole world as a whole, as a collective, because of this conversation. This one itty bitty seed that just got planted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is all the time we got, and I don't want to hold you up because I know you got to go translate for a class. I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> this uh, lady I know does sound healing, and uh -huh. she speaks light language. And when she does, I understand what she's saying. Uh huh. So I'm I'm gonna go translate for funsies. Fair enough. That sounds like it's gonna be fun. And yeah. uh again, we're I'm going to start something separate that's not just all mental stuff. So I would love mm -hmm. to have you on more regularly, either on that one or this one as well, because everything can essentially be tied back to self and mental health, in my opinion. Yeah. But but again, thank you very, very much, Carly. It has been an amazing interview and just questionnaire. I don't even know if this would be considered an interview. I don't know, but I had fun. It was a really nice conversation, in my opinion. <laughs> there we go. 